The NAESP Principal Podcast is sponsored by the National Association of Elementary School Principals, supporting our nation's leaders from preschool through eighth grade. Whether you're looking to develop your professional learning network, extra liability coverage at a fraction of the cost, or you want to level up your professional development, NAESP has you covered. All right. Hello, principals, and welcome to the NAESP Principal Podcast. My name is Rachel George, and I'm an educator in Oregon and an NAESP fellow. And my name is Adam Welcome. I'm an educator in California and also a fellow with NAESP in the Innovation Center. I always feel like I need to say it slow, N-A-E-S-P. Do you feel that, Rach? No, I, I actually want to say it really fast. I find <laughs> myself, I'm like, N-A-E-S-P. And there then you go. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, Adam and I are super excited to bring you all of this NAESP podcast so we can talk about, guess what? real ideas with some amazing principals and leaders to help make your leadership stronger and more innovative. And we have a fantastic topic for you. As we're heading into summer, we're going to be talking about summer rest and balance. And today's episode 10. Uh, like I just realized this is our 10th episode. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big deal. It's a good milestone for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate. Hey, people that are listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, on that note, if you like it and you listen, share it with your leadership friends, aspiring leaders, leave a review, do the little five-star thing. It helps on iTunes, so it just gets more visibility. And um, Rachel and I will be continuing to bring you episodes all summer and hopefully into next year as well, too. So uh, recharge, unplug. Rachel, what are your what are your go-to strategies for not being a workaholic and making sure that you are taking care of yourself? Oh, great question. And you know, on previous episodes, I'm pretty sure that I put the disclaimer in that I'm like a recovering workaholic by far. Um, so it's something that I constantly am working on. So thinking forward to the next couple months, you know, we just got done with kids. Um, teachers are wrapping up in the next couple of days. So this is my pause. And my pattern over the last couple of years is June is all about connecting with other administrators, which seems kind of weird, but it really, really charges my soul, fills my bucket <laughs> as uh, you connect and debrief with other people. Like, it's just so nice to be able to like tell Adam or other people that you're connected with how your year was, be able to process it I like to process things. I like to talk. So to know that I wasn't alone, my experiences weren't abnormal compared to other people, or just to know that there's solutions and ideas. And I just need to reach out. Like I love being able to connect with folks and we're super fortunate that in Oregon, we have our big state association, um, end of the year, kind of summer bash. We always call it seaside and it, it has great content. It's an umbrella association. So we have superintendents, district office, and every level of administrator, but it's a fantastic time to just be able to connect. Uh, if you have long hair, like I do, let your hair down, relax, chill, and just breathe. It, it's fantastic. Once we go through that, I feel like summer has really, really started. What do you normally do in, in June specifically? Yeah, I would say, you know, I just kind of like look back and look ahead. I have a list of projects that I want to work on that I've been kind of slow playing, getting started and thinking, do I really want to go deep with that project? And I think this is the time. And then, you know, looking to next year, um, 
we're going to, you and I are going to be doing some leadership coaching with um, other leaders out there. So if you're listening and you are looking for some leadership coaching, reach out to Rachel or myself because we are getting our groups together. We have some really exciting things planned and some really, really super supportive models that we are going to implement. Um, and uh, yeah, and just kind of seeing what else I want to do. You know, we were talking in our IPC Innovative Principle Circle uh, just last week, and I was, we were talking about goals. And I'm a big advocate of personal goals. I, I actually think too many educators at times, or maybe all the time, they have too many professional goals. And they actually focus too much on the professional. And then it's like all professional, all work, what I want to do. And like you said, you got to fill your bucket. You got you to do stuff for you because when you do stuff for you, I think it actually helps you to refine and define better your professional goals when you're really looking at yourself. Um, and also, you know, your people that you work with and your colleagues, they do that too, because then you're going to come to work happier and healthier and more balanced when you feel like, gosh, yeah, like I really crushed it in June and July with my family or by myself or whatever the goal is on the weekend. So I've been thinking about that. Um, I have some, I have some running goals that I want to kind of refine and then see what's feasible from a time standpoint. I, I'll just say it on the podcast. I really want to run across the country, but I don't have 85 uninterrupted days and I have a family and young kids and I think that's kind of selfish. So I, I want to run across California, which is like totally doable. Um, it's like 250 miles. So that might sound like a lot, but you know, I think it would take like five days. I could, I could knock it out. So when you talk about running across California, are you talking East coast, like the East side of the, like the border over to like the West coast, like Oceanside, or are you talking North to South? East to West. So okay, I'm thinking clarifying. like, I'm thinking like Tahoe area. Cause we go to Tahoe all the time. That could be our base camp. Um, you know, we have a place there. So Tahoe and then run to basically San Francisco, run to the ocean and okay. you know, jump in the bay. So I think it'd be fun. And then, you know, my family could meet me along the way or friends could meet me for a day, 40 to 50 miles a day, I think is, you know, totally feasible for me. So but I haven't, Rachel, I've told you before I've told my wife and the people on the podcast are hearing this before Stacy has heard of it, which is usually... Adam's okay, MO. Okay. I just kind of talk about it and people, and then they'll just, my <laughs> wife is awesome. She'll just kind of say, you know, it's all good, but um, I just got to plan it out. So um, how about you? Like on the theme of this, we have to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. What goals, what do you have planned? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. So June is to kind of chill. I have a couple of different little pieces where I'm in and out of the area with some different events and professional development opportunities. Um, so it's kind of like a prep rest time before hopping into things. For June, that's June, July, I'm writing a book with Miley Stolen, who's just a fantastic leader out of Lincoln County. She's on the Oregon coast. And it's under the Lead Like a Pirate guidebook series. It's for women in educational leadership. And my goal is to wrap that baby up. We're in the final stages of going through that editing process. And it has been a journey and we've learned so much. So I'd love to get that kind of buttoned up. I have two other books um, 
that I have been working on and pettering on. And since kids returned back and staff and back to the building, I think like many leaders, some of the different projects you had going on just got shuffled off to the side. So I'd like to get recentered with that and get back into a really good routine of being able to help create some amazing content um, and material for some education leaders out there. So those are, those are my big ones. And while I would love to laundry list a ton out, I have found over time that then I feel at the end of the summer that I didn't really accomplish much and I don't get a lot of traction. So I'm just really going to focus on, you know, buttoning up some of my writing projects and going deep and making some great progress on it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with uh, with that list. Uh, I love it. You know, and also I'll just go back to something else we talked about last week at the um, IPC. I had just recently read Mel Robbins' book, and uh, it's it's a great book. And I, I said I'm not I am not easily influenced. I think by things, but I really thought about her book, and she has this five four three two one. Go do it right now. So people that are listening, however long your list is, personal, professional, whatever it is, whatever you want to do. Just make start it right now. Like finish listening to the podcast or pause this podcast. We have an amazing guest that we're going to introduce in a minute, but just go start it. And it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be like super well thought out. Just start the journey because most things never get done because you, people listening, me, you, Rachel, we just we just don't start them. And you just got to get started. And it may fizzle, and that's okay too because that just meant that. It wasn't a thing that was meant to be elevated, but um, oftentimes it is because you've been thinking about it and you've been writing about it. You've been thinking and talking and you just, you just got to get started. So whatever it is that you want to do, personal, professional, please, 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 please just get started today because uh, today's the day. Today is the day. Totally agree. I would add consistency is something that needs to be thrown into the mix as well, right? So when we talk with our special guest about rest and balance, um, or even our goals, it's okay if it's a small step, right? We not, might not be able to take like three weeks off, but we can start with one day. And just building those practices into our routine on a daily basis is a game changer. And I think of running, right? There's some seasons in my life where, for whatever reason, um, it hasn't been a running month or, a, you know, it just hasn't been consistent. So then I have a stinking hard time getting back in to the running pattern. And that's a huge, huge piece of my rest and balance. And I get frustrated with myself, like, man, I can't run five miles at my eight minute mile pace anymore. Why am I even doing this? How can I get started again? It's almost really discouraging. And it's that consistency piece. It doesn't matter what pace. It doesn't matter the distance. The matter is that you're just being consistent and you're going out every day and you're pounding that stone. So wherever you're starting at, whether it's your goal or your summer rest and balance routine, just as Adam said, just start. I think we should talk to our guest. What do you think? You want to do I it? I love that. Great segue. All right. Here we go. Get ready. She's awesome. Well, today on the podcast, I have to say, Rachel is one of my favorite people on the planet. and. I have, I have personally a backstory with our guest today, Jessica Cabine. We got connected years and years and years ago through some online virtual mentorship program. And even to say that I would ever mentor this person is such a fallacy because she's absolutely just an amazing human being, uh, school leader. She came out to California and ran a marathon with me, just like one of my best like family friends. 
um, that I know and just just an amazing, an amazing individual. So uh, Jessica Cabine, welcome to the podcast. I don't even know how to follow that up. That was really, really kind. And did can we just say, though, to be very honest to the listeners, I stalked you on that group. Like, I, I think I asked Teresa, I'm like, what do I need to do to become Adam Welcome's mentor, mentee? Jessica That's what I really want to do. the stalker. Stealthies and, and stalkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's and here's what I would tell people, too. Like, and, and, you know, Jessica, I think you could reiterate this. Like, when it's not stalking and the mentor-mentee relationship, it's just finding a new colleague to connect mm-hmm. with and to learn with and lead with. And I think, hopefully, you would say this, that you stalked me, which is just like, we, 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 you know, we, we joke about it now, but you make me better. And hopefully I, in our relationship made you better Then in turn, we make each other better. So people that are listening, if there's somebody out there that mm-hmm. you, that, you know, via the Twitter sphere or Facebook or whatever you're connected, just reach out because they yes. are just, they're just people don't have this star struck kind of viewpoint just Mm -hmm. put yourself out there because they probably want to connect as well too and I think our story is just a really good um it's just just a really good example of that and um, I know I learn from you all the time and one thing that we want to talk to you about today is just is um is balance and unplugging and taking care of yourself and Mm -hmm. doing things that I think Rachel would say, feed your soul. So uh, Rachel, is, is, isn't that something that you would say? Yes, that totally is. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> well, Jessica, you recently posted this fantastic Facebook post on your professional education page and I loved it. And I don't know what you were stuck in the middle. It looked like a donut that you could see, <laughs> but it was like a life-size donut. And your comment down below was like, hey, you checking in, feeling a little deflated. And it was just so fitting as Adam and I just both wrapped up a week uh, where it was the last week with kids. If you were in other parts of the country, you might already be done maybe a week or two out like you are, or maybe you have another week, but this is real life home stretch and feeling deflated. Let's hear the backstory. And then what are you doing to find that balance? Yeah. So um, this is, I mean, it, it hasn't even just been a school year. I mean, it's really been since last March. Um, educators and really, to be very frank, school leaders, school leaders have just really had an incredible, difficult time. I think um, trying to pivot, plan, change course, readjust, and then keep your own emotional stability to support your students, your family, your staff. And then for a lot of us, then we also struggled with, okay, I'm, I'm leading at school in a virtual setting, but my own children are at home completely by themselves trying to learn as well. So it, I mean, to be deflated, it was just, it was like, there is just, I am not able to keep all the balls, the glass balls, the rubber balls, all the balls in the air right now. Like, it's just, it's really challenging to, to try to pull all these things together. And I think we all need a break. I think, I think if nothing else, um, we all need to just take a pause and, and try to refill and refuel because it's, 
the stamina that we needed to get through this entire school year is not sustainable moving forward. And somehow like recalibrating, like just because we worked crazy hours last August, a lot of us, because we, we had to change our schedules, we had to change our communication, we had to put cleaning protocols in place. That doesn't need to be this year's August. We don't need to be working 16 hours a day, six days a week, just because we did it this past year. So really like, taking a, a solid break this summer to, to figure out how to recalibrate so you can come back and put those boundaries back in to kind of stabilize as you move forward. Because otherwise this is not sustainable. Like that knocker ball, that was a good example right there of that picture. Cause I was, is exhausting. It really was. And I, and I mean, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be a negative or anything but this has been a really exhausting year. And I've seen many of our colleagues that are just tired. They don't, they're not, we don't want to quit. We're just tired right now. But, but what does that look like? So, you know, we, we say that people say that, and then people are rolling into summer school or, you know, some, some leaders work a 12 year contract mm -hmm. where some, you know, get all of July off. And we were on Rachel and I, uh, in the innovation center, you are also a fellow for NASP. Mm -hmm. We had a, we had like this mastermind group and I was really urging one of the one of the principals in that group to, you know, it's like, ah, oh, email is just rules my life. I'm like, dude, take it off your phone. Why do you have your work email on your phone? I'm like, no, do it right now. And he sent me a message later on that evening. He's like, I, I took off email on my phone. So what are some tips, Jess? Yep. I mean, it's, it's early to mid June as people are listening to this and where they really like really unplug, like, mm -hmm. you know, we know you have plans to unplug and recharge and if anybody that follows you on social media, they know that you do that on a pretty regular basis. What are some, what are some easy ones? Maybe what yep. are some like level two, level three things to like really think about as people do that? Because if people aren't doing that at all, yep. I think it's hard to go to level three right away. Right. So how do you, how do you increase it? It's kind of like marathon training. We've yep. all run marathons. You can't just go run a marathon tomorrow. You gotta, you gotta ramp up the training. So what is your ramp up? Yep. Reco. So, so for me, I always need to just put closure on a school year. So it's almost like a, a detox <laughs> from the year, no matter what kind of year you've had. So, so for me, and I'm a, a year long, year round um, principal, my contract's 52 weeks, but um, usually after the second, like the second week school's out, I take a long weekend usually. So like a Friday and a Monday or a Monday, Tuesday, and um, usually go away with some of my girlfriends and we just, we just get up and go. And sometimes it's just we rent a Airbnb like an hour away and go kayaking. A lot of times it's just I sit, they laugh at me because I'm the most extroverted person in the world. But for those four days, I will power through like three or four fiction books and barely talk. Like I just need to just completely, or one year we did like a marathon of 80s movies. Like just something that you haven't made time for yourself to do during that school year to just completely shut it off. And um, for those that, and, I, and we were just talking before we got on that I'm taking two weeks off after today. So I'm doing this and then I'm, I'm out. And I have to be very honest, I haven't taken two weeks off since we adopted my son Isaiah. And that was 10 years ago. So, so shame on me because I have the days. I just haven't used them or I've thought I can't use them or I've had a perception that I need to always be on. Um, so in preparation for this, and this can be, you can take, a one day sabbatical, you can take a one week sabbatical, but really like putting that out of office on. So I have a really nice out of office that says, here's 
where I'm gonna, I'm out for the next two weeks. I always have a message for our students as well. Here's who you go to if you need something. And obviously you let like your colleagues know. So uh, my partner Ryan's well aware that I'm out, I'm out for the next two weeks. So he's taking on some things. Our superintendent knows, the secretary knows. Uh, the, the big thing for me that's gonna be challenging is for the first week of this, I'm, I'm actually gonna take social media off too. I'm just gonna completely, go offline and just, um, and I have some goals for that week is like, I have a few books that I haven't read. Um, I want to get back into a routine of creating some like healthier meals for the summer and just kind of resting, just enjoying nature and going for walks and not feeling that pressure and the pace of just being on and going from five in the morning till 10 at night. So I hope those are somewhat helpful tips because I think I've been trying to do this for five years. And like I just said, this is the first time I've taken two weeks off. So um, outside of education, I really follow Michael Hyatt. He does sabbaticals, one month sabbaticals, and he's just going on his um, sabbatical this coming month. So it's always fun to kind of watch how he prepares for that. Um, but I do think, especially in the summer, this is an optimal time to, to unplug because you're not constantly pulled to have students around. And if you can't unplug this summer because of summer school, unplug on the weekends. Do not look at email on Saturday or Sunday in the summer. Like if you're nervous, if you're running summer school and kids show up at eight, get in at seven. But don't don't be on your email on Saturdays or Sundays. Um, I try to really take a lunch in the summers too. So even though I work all summer, like 12 to 1, I go home and walk the dog or check on the boys or do something offline. And, and don't pull in the crazy hours that you do during the year. Well, how about not checking email on the weekend during the school year? Right. Yes, and right. Like if, if we're going to get into a routine, I mm -hmm. think like that's a really good place to start or don't do it at all Saturday and maybe yep. Sunday at 4 p.m. just to see. Because I mean, both of you, we've all been leaders for a long time. If anything really, really, really bad happens, yep. somebody's not going to email you. They're going to call your phone. They're going to call your phone. If they're sick, they had to go to the hospital, what have you, they're not going to email you. So like it can totally wait. Yep. Like, don't wait till the summer people that are listening, do it during the school year. I think that's how I've seen you um, share, Jessica, about the book, Atomic Habits. Yep. Um, and I haven't read it, but just looking at the title, like that's how you actually start a habit is doing it all the time, not just in certain sections. Mm -hmm. Adam, you need to add that to your list of books you're reading on a okay. weekly basis over summer. Good, good book. Mm -hmm. Well, I and, and I think too, one of the pieces that, and I don't um, really check email much at all on the weekends, even during the school year. But I think if you start it in the summer, it's easier to then continue it during the school mm -hmm. year. And if you're one of those people that was sending a ton of emails, just be very transparent with the staff. Like after five at night and on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm not regularly checking email. If you need me, call me. Mm -hmm. And you'll be and you'll be very um, surprised at the relief your staff will have with it because if you're on all the time, they feel the pressure to be on all the time. So by you putting that boundary and modeling it, you're also giving them explicit permission that, hey, you don't have to be on email all night or the weekends either. Like go enjoy your family. I couldn't echo that enough. You're spot on. And I used to send emails all the time on the weekend, all the time in the evening and explicitly stated it when I made that change. And that was a huge, huge pivot and change to use those words in the context <laughs> of this last year um, for my staff. It was unbelievable. Um, I also really appreciate that you put um, in your list of different suggestions for folks about that email reminder or like that email kickback, you know, when yep. you email someone and you're on vacation, 
I used to get super frustrated in the summer months because we were off during the month of July and I'd get emails from people and they expected a response. And I just like take a step back and reflect, like, why am I getting frustrated? Well, they're violating my boundary. Wait, who sets your boundary? Wait, it's me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, how am I articulating it? Oh, wait, I'm not. So being able to put that, if you're not going to respond or you're going to take a break and a breather, which is so, so healthy, um, that's an imperative step and you really need mm-hmm. to include that. So thank you. Thank you. How well, do you, how do you recommend doing that though? Because sometimes yeah. it's awkward and you feel super vulnerable and like guilty about like, oh, I'm taking some days off or telling your colleagues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. And I think, um, and that's the thing too. And, and one of the things with the out of office that I violate too often is I'll put, say, I'm going to be out this week, but then I see an email come in and I respond to it. But now I violated my own boundary that I've clearly articulated. So, I mean, if it, if you end up seeing something that has to be done, you can forward it to a secretary if there is an emergency, but chances are by the time you get to it, they've already solved the problem some other way. So, but if you set that boundary saying, I'm not going to respond to these, then don't. <laughs> like there's, there's a clear piece to that. Uh, I think setting up the culture of your school to really understand um, balance and boundaries and this year our staff we really focused on that so it wasn't just the students social emotional learning and well-being it was our staff and so we did a lot of practicing of that um, learning how to set boundaries with email with technology with responding to parents and so the more that we modeled that within our school culture the more normal it was Um, and I think too the staff here just know your staff know that you put in the time and so in the staff that don't probably complain about everything anyway. So don't worry about the 1% that you're, you know, just focus on, I need this time for my family and for myself, and you will be better. Because that's the thing too, is if you're starting to already get that email apnea, or you see that one name come across and you're like, oh gosh, not again. Like that's, you're not self-regulated enough to respond. And so taking some time away really gets you regrounded and ready to to tackle what's going to be coming ahead for the 21-22 school year. Yeah, so Jess, you mentioned, um, I think, who are your assistant principals, and I know you're in a middle school, so you have an yep. assistant, you have assistant principals. Uh, most elementary school principals don't have assistant principals, yep. but I think the mindset is the same. You have teacher leaders and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, don't do for your teachers what they can do for themselves, and I think, I think the mindset is similar when you're thinking about balance and unplugging and recharging. It's it's utilizing your entire staff. So what ideas or tips would you give to people if they have APs or not? Yep. Because it's also what you allow, what the leader allows their people to take on and do and to not be a control freak. Rachel, that needs to be an episode. Like, don't be a control yep. freak. Love that. So what are some ideas that you have for people if they're in a big building, a small building? Mm-hmm. Um, because that helps you when you disperse the, the leadership load. So I think it's always being planful. So if you're planning to take time away, you know, usually like you've, you've got it on the books for at least a month in advance. And so talking to those stakeholders when you're gone. So if you're doing it during the school year, let's say you're going out a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday during the school year, you know, reviewing it with the school secretary, making sure she's blocking that time off and not putting meetings on your calendar when you're gone, um, connecting with your instructional leaders or your team leads and saying, hey, I'm going to be out these three days. 
um, and limited connectivity, limited to no connectivity. What are some of the things that will come up? Like maybe the next week there's a big assembly and somebody's got to order something, or maybe, hey, we've got state testing coming up. Do we have all the supplies needed in advance? So just being super transparent and modeling proactively how planful you're being with that. And then one thing I'd really encourage, just because I, I was in a kindergarten center and then I moved to the middle school, I'm really passionate about equipping our assistant principals to lead buildings. So don't, if you're an elementary um, building principal, don't be afraid to ask an assistant principal at a middle school or high school to come cover for you or be on call. And that's been fun. So my partner Ryan here, he went over to the kindergarten center. Now that man's as tall as my son, Kenny. So he had to duck every time he went into a classroom because he was six, three. Um, but the principal felt comfortable knowing that there was a, a licensed administrator in the building. And then he got the chance for two days to, to see what it's like to be a principal of an elementary school after spending two years in a middle school. So um, building those partnerships within your um, division or within your school district, or if you have aspiring administrators, a lot of times our tech coaches or instructional coaches within our district are also trying to get their admin hours. So having them come over and shadow for a day or two, a lot of times, especially at the elementary level, it's just principals like to have a body there, even though like the contingency plans, they don't, nothing really happens. I mean, but it's just nice to know that somebody might be there or be on call. So reaching out to your colleagues um, is a really awesome thing to do. And I would, you know, I always say that too to my elementary colleagues, if you want me to come over for a day and play at recess all day, I'm, I'm your girl, because that's, that would be great. I still have sneakers underneath my desk. I can just put them on and run over. So I hope those are helpful too. I think you also have to reach out and be honest with your colleagues and also express with them like, hey, I need to take some time off. And then maybe you can be on call for them if they're going to take some time off later on in the year too. Those are great tips. So to kind of wrap up, I'm going to throw a lead with grace quote at you. And if you guys have not read lead with grace by Jessica Cabine, you need to add it to your summer reading list. It's one of my favorites, read it during the winter. In fact, like anything Jessica Cabine writes, I'm a huge fan of. So order it, read it. It's as Adam would say, that I would say, good for your soul um, this summer, especially. All right. So lead with grace quote. So being authentic in your leadership also means admitting you have a lot to learn. Really, really liked that this last week. So Jessica, I'm curious, what are some of the things that you've learned this year when it comes to rest and balance? Oh, wow, Rachel. I've a lot. Uh, I learned about boundaries. Boundaries was a big thing. And, and just saying no boundaries and saying no. And I think, you know, we said this at the beginning is that um, the, the context of our, our situation was our, we were hybrid. So we had kids in the building four days a week, but at the secondary level, that meant my own two boys were home three days a week. And so I just from 12 to 1245, I would drive home, make sure they had lunch, check in on them, how they were doing. You know, I just really was like, the, my priority is my boys. Like this is also their year and I need to model that. And it was really interesting. I thought like everyone was gonna be mad at me because I never took a lunch. I never left campus. I was the person who's always here. And by modeling that, um, people are like, no, these are your children. These are your own children. Like, yes, you have 850 kids here, but you have two at home. And so I think that was something I learned is that I really had to reprioritize my own family. And then also I had to reprioritize myself and so I think that was stepping back from some social media, stepping back from other engagements and really kind of recalibrating, okay, what do I really want to focus on next year? And what do I need to say no to so I can really get good at these few things and not have to be good at everything kind of thing. 
Awesome. So when Adam opened up and introduced you and he said he was like your number one fan, I think Adam and I need to arm wrestle because oh, I'm pretty geez. sure that I'm like your number one fan, but I always learn so much listening to you and just watching you present and speak and just do your, do your work. So thank you for everything you do. You're just fantastic. Oh, well, and, and I think Adam, like is, um, I would love to connect with people. So I am in Austin, Minnesota, at Austin, Texas. So if you're ever up this way, there's a fantastic spam museum. Even Adam went there. I knew you were going to say that. I it's knew you awesome. were going to say that. So like you can, and it's been, that's been the greatest thing is, is getting connected with people on social media that are like, Hey, I'm, I'm in Rochester. Hey, I'm driving through. And so meeting up with somebody in person, or, um, I don't know, will this go before the conference? Will this air? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be in Chicago without kids for like the whole time. So if, if the, if you, if we find each other at a session or in the hall, you know, please, please come talk that I think it's really important to just start to build your, your connections. And it would be an honor to get to meet you and to talk with you and to learn with you too. So I hope I get to see some people either in Chicago or if you swing through Austin. Okay. One more, one more story. I was in Austin, Minnesota, what, like four or five years ago, Jess, Yep. Mm -hmm. at least it was zero degrees, Rachel. And, um, uh, Jess goes, we're going to go to the spam museum. And I'm like, okay, like I'm a vegetarian. Like I don't eat meat, (laughs) but it's cool. I'm going with Jessica B. So we're going, we take a picture, a selfie in front of the museum. Jessica posts it. I don't know, on a social media platform, Joe Sanfilippo responded back. Of course you brought Adam to the spam museum. Wait, isn't Adam a vegetarian? And we're just like laughing. So Joe Sanfilippo, if you hear this, even you know Jessica Cabine. Have you brought Joe to the spam museum? He, he refused. He drives by when he goes to speaking things and texts me. But um, I do think he just got a, we would like you to come to the spam museum postcard in the last month or so uh-huh. he gets spam chapstick and just other th- other little gifts from from austin to try to entice him in so we'll see spam chapstick i don't know if that would entice mm-hmm. me to attend mm-hmm. yeah it might be flavored i don't know jessica cabine friend colleague everything else in between thank you so much can't wait to see you in chicago very soon be great thank you guys so much thanks for all you do 